0: First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions.
1: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Tia Simmons from Delaware. Today, we will be talking with Ishawn, Catherine, and Avalyn about Gigantosaurus Season 1, Volume 2, Sammy and Allison about Walking with Herb, and listen to their interview with Edward James Alamos from Walking with Herb. We will talk to Ishawn about Do Good, and talk to Sinai Rain, Eshawn, Alma, Kyla, and Evelyn about Live from Mount Olympus, and listen to Eshawn's interview with Divine Garland and Christina Liberis from Live from Mount Olympus. First, we will be talking with Ishan Catherine, and Avalon about Gigantosaurus Season 1, Volume 2. How are you guys today? Good. I'm how good. Are you? How are you? I'm doing great. So, let's start off with you, Ishan. Tell us a bit about the Gigantosaurus series.
2: All right. So, Gigantosaurus basically follows the life and times of four dinosaurs Rocky, Bill, Tiny, and Mazu, who live in the adventurous Cretaceous period. And, of course, there's a title character, Gigantosaurus, who's also known as Giganto. And he's a seemingly scary but also a really, really kind Gigantosaurus uh, who aids the four dinosaurs in their efforts. And it's 26 episodes in this one DVD. And it just uh, takes you through all their sort of daily exploits.
1: Wow, that sounds like a really great plot.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Catherine... What did you like or not like about Gigantosaurus?
3: Well,
4: I really liked the animation. It was quite unique. I'd never really seen anything like it. It almost looked hand-drawn, but it also looked 3D. It's hard to explain, but you have to see it for yourself to understand it. But I thought it was really unique and very colorful.
1: That's cool. So, Avalon, what did you think about, like, the animation and some of the features about the film?
5: um i think the animation was really good it was just very clear and the stuff that they had like the backgrounds it was all like i just never seen it before and the it was just great yeah that definitely
1: does sound great so ishan what would you say is your favorite part of the series it could be like the animation or something or it could be a specific scene
2: Oh man, I just, again, I love the animation just as uh, Catherine and Avalon have said. They, they do such a great job just uh, c- creating the vivid uh, scenes. I like that they pay attention to the small details, which can sometimes be forsaken in um, animation. They like will detail things like uh, even the sort of scales of some of the dinosaurs, uh, like the water droplets, different things like that. Those details right. are very much appreciated. And as far as the character goes, like my favorite character, I'd probably have to say um, that, you know, Mazu is a really great role model for kids, and he's pretty pragmatic and handles things uh, quite well. So I'd say he's probably my uh, favorite character.
1: Yeah, wow, that sounds really cool. I know, before I've gotten to see some of the series, and it is really great. So, Catherine, what would you say is your favorite part of this series?
4: Um, well, I'm just going to give you my favorite episode. I really liked An Artist is Born, which is about Tiny, one of the dinosaur, who's a triceratops, her older brother finding a new passion. I thought it's it had a good message, like, you know, try new things and you can learn from it and also enjoy it. That's cool. And so what about you, Avalon? Um, I think I
5: really just liked pretty much everything, but... I think my favorite character would be Rocky because he just like he just does so many cool things and throughout the series, and he's kind of the more daring one than any of the other ones.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a very cool and brave character. Oh, uh, Ishan, is this a series that you would recommend to others? Why or why not?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think this is great for. People of all ages, um, but especially for dino lovers from ages two to seven, uh, I'd give it five out of five stars for sure and definitely recommend it for everyone.
1: Cool. And what about you, Catherine?
4: Uh, yeah, I gave it um, five or four out of five stars, and I recommend it from three to eight-year-olds. I don't know how enjoyable it would be. Like, as, It wouldn't be as enjoyable for, I guess, like kids older than that, but they'll think it's cute and definitely dinosaur lovers will love it.
5: Cool. And what about you, Aveline? Um, I also really liked it. I also recommend it for ages today and gave it four to five stars. I think that really anyone who loves dinosaurs or anything prehistoric will really like this. Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking with me
1: today. Thank you. Thanks. you welcome. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we will be talking with Eshawn, Catherine, and Avalyn about Gigantist Stories, Season 1, Volume 2, Sammy and Allison about Walking with Herb, and listen to their interview with Edward James Alamos. We will talk to Eshawn about Do Good and talk to Sny Rain, Eshawn, Alma, Kyla, and Avalyn about Live from Mount Olympus, and listen to Eshawn's interview with Divine Garland and Christina Livers, from live from Mount Olympus. Right now, we are switching over to speaking with Sammy and Allison about Walking with Herb. How are you guys today? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You? I'm doing good. Super excited. So, Sammy, let's start off with you. What is Walking with Herb about? Walking with Herb is about Edward James almost.
6: Um, he is a he's a golfer and he just starts golfing again after a tragic death in the family and that really helps him find faith
1: and really help him get through this dark time. Wow, that sounds like a very interesting plot. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Allison, what were your thoughts about this film?
7: So, I really enjoyed watching this film. I'm a little bit tougher of a critic. I will find some things that I don't like and I will like talk about them. But with this one, I thought it had a really great message. It had a great character arc for our main character. Um, and just uh, the relationships with the characters were so realistic. Like I remember pointing out, um, Edward James almost his character and his wife they had like the best relationship and I remember interviewing him about it and he was like the actress who plays her his wife's name is Sheila and her name is Kathleen Quinlan and he told me he was like oh I loved her she's so nice so yeah
1: I, I really really liked it I thought it was great yeah that's great and I really uh, like how you noticed that and like normally there's a lot of things that you would say you don't like but you really did like this film
7: definitely definitely
1: Sammy, what was your favorite part about this film? My favorite part has to be, hmm, okay. So I really
6: love all the scenes with Sheila. Um, I do love the scene where they're talking right after the funeral for his grandda- for Joe's granddaughter, the character played by Edward James almost It just, it feels so touching and realistic. And I just think all the actors did really, really great in that scene.
1: That's cool so Allison what would you say is your favorite part
7: you know that's that's tough um I don't know if I'm allowed to spoil I'm not gonna spoil I'll just give you one of my other favorite parts because one of my favorite parts comes towards the end of the movie um so I really like when I mean I guess I kind of similar to what Sammy said I love all the parts when he's talking to Sheila but then there's one part when they're drinking. Wine, and they're just talking on the deck and she's really giving them a heart to heart and she's talking about her faith and she's like you can't keep going on like this or you can't keep like disrespecting my faith you need to start believing and i thought that was pretty touching
1: yeah and even when you just mentioned it it seems like a very touching and heartwarming part so sammy what did you think about the camera work in this film because i know it is a live action Oh, I loved it. I thought
6: that it was really interesting, especially since it's a movie with a lot of action, since it is a sports movie. And the angles were just so interesting. Like, at the end, they're doing this giant golf tournament. That's what the whole movie is leading up to. And it was just really great camera angling. Um, You could really see, like... I've watched golf movies before, and you can't really see, like, uh, the action. Usually, like, something's blocking it. But, like, I was actually fully on invested in the tournament which I'm really not usually used to with sports and I I think a lot of that is from the camera work and the cinematography
1: yeah that seems really cool so what age recommendation and star rating would you give this film and let's start with you Allison
7: I would recommend this film to ages I think even like 11 and up, 11 to 18 plus adults. Um, and I would give it a solid four out of five stars. It was really good. Cool. And what about you, Sammy?
6: Um, I would also recommend it for maybe 10 plus. There, There's nothing really too adult in there. It just deals with some very heavy themes that I don't think younger children can handle. Um, and I would give it a four out of five stars. I really loved it.
1: Great, well- I will make sure to check it out. And thank you so much for talking with me today. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. This was really fun. You're welcome. This was fun. Let's take a break. I'm Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Live from Mount Olympus,
0: At Kids First, we believe that Smart Kids makes more consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Welcome back. I'm your host, Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Sammy and Allison about Walking with Herb. Now we are going to listen to Allison and Sammy's interview with Edward James Almos from Walking with Herb.
7: Hi, I'm Samantha Belford with Kids First. And I'm Allison Buck. Today we have the pleasure of interviewing legendary actor Edward James Olmos about the film Walking with Kurt, which releases April 30th for a three-day special in-theater event via Fathom Events. Edward James Olmos has
6: been featured in many awesome films, such as Stand and Deliver, and TV shows such as Miami Vice and Battlestar Galactica. In addition, he has won an Emmy and a Golden Globe, and has been nominated for an Oscar. Mr. Almos, you have had such an amazing career with so many memorable performances. What made you want to work on this film?
9: Samantha, this, this film, uh, I was very, very fortunate in, in uh, being able to give, give them the opportunity to work on it because of the story. It's a story that I really appreciate and I'm really uh, thankful for. Very hard to make good stories like this because people usually want to see car crashes and, you know, shoot them up in bang, bang, and whatever, but this deals with uh, uh, the ability to have a second chance, the ability to uh, have faith in oneself, and, uh, and it deals with uh, uh, the, some of the things and values in life that I really appreciate, and it was written by a wonderful man, Mark Medoff, who wrote Children of a Lesser God, who won, won the Tony for that play when he wrote it, and he also was nominated for an Oscar for the film. And uh, all I can tell you is that uh, he's a wonderful writer and it was a gorgeous script and people have enjoyed it that have seen it. It's because it's it's uplifting, it's funny, it's got a lot of uh, uh, emotion to it. So you'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll think a lot.
7: That was very inspiring to hear. So Edward, your character Joe, he's very funny, he's witty, he's a bit sarcastic. In what ways do you relate to this character?
9: Well, basically, uh, uh, I relate to him because of the the trauma that he's going through. It's something that's very difficult to take. Um, When the story begins, it's a very sad day. Uh, He's burying his four-year-old granddaughter who has died of a disease. And uh, he's lost all faith in himself and his life and in uh, his understanding of uh, his spiritual guidance. And so he, he just, is he's done with living just about. It, it It hurts him too much to realize that he's still alive in his late 60s, early 70s and, and uh, she's gone. And uh, we, that we're burying her right next to my son-in-law who had died four years before, before she was born. She was, uh, he died in the Afghan war, he was a doctor. And uh, he was uh, killed in the war. So there he is. And then we're burying her right next to him four years later. So it's not a good day. So the movie itself deals with values that I really appreciate but are very difficult. But at the same time, it becomes really a beautiful story of faith and and, uh, second chances. And so uh, in the time that we're living in right now, it's perfect. And uh, uh, Mark Madoff did a wonderful job in writing.
10: I totally
7: agree with you. I think it's perfect for the time right now.
6: This film deals with loss and faith. Are there personal experiences that you drew from to create Joe? Uh,
9: yeah, a lot of them. And especially during the time of this era, The uh, we did in, in 2019, but um, the realities of, that we faced with uh, are permeated itself into 2020 during the pandemic. So it's been quite an experience all the way around. But... Yeah, it uh, definitely, the loss of of loved ones is a really incredibly difficult thing. All I could ever say to you and uh, to everyone is may you get to bury your parents and may your children get to bury you and may that chain never be broken because when that chain's broken, then life becomes something else and it's very difficult sometimes to take but we can with second chances, you can continue on forward and get a, an understanding of what it is to really be thankful for and have faith in oneself and in uh, God.
7: I thought that was a
1: very beautiful response to that question. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we will be talking with Ishan, Catherine, and Avalon about Gigantist Stories Season 1, Volume 2, Sammy and Allison about Walking with Herb, and listen to their interview with Edward James Almos. We will talk to Ishan about You Good, talk to Sanaya Rain, Ishan, Alma, Kyla, and Avalon about Live from Mount Olympus, and listen to Ishan's interview with Divine Garland and Christina Libris from Live from Mount Olympus. Right now, we are continuing listening to Sammy and Allison's interview with Edward James Almost from Walking With Her.
7: Speaking of you know, personal life experiences, I thought you had such a natural connection with the woman who played your wife, Sheila, Kathleen Quinlan. Is there anything you would attribute to that?
9: Oof, just the beauty of her, her as a human being. She's an incredible actress. Tremendous artist. And uh, ever since um, I saw her in uh, um, her Academy Award nominated performance in uh, Apollo 11, uh, she's been extraordinary. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, it was an honor and a privilege to work with her and with George Lopez. George and myself and Catherine uh, had such a wonderful time working. And we were working in... uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is where uh, Mark Metoff lives and the director lived. And and so we have had, uh, it was a wonderful experience. So yeah, it was once in a lifetime with Catherine She's uh, incredible.
7: And I think the dynamic that you're telling about how you guys had such a good relationship, it really did show on screen. So you can tell when people kind of either know each other or they... I don't know, you just you had such a natural connection and I love to see it. You don't see that all the time with actors.
9: Yeah, I was lucky because it doesn't always happen. And I'm very grateful that it happened because we needed it in this movie a lot.
6: Your performance as a golfer comes off as quite believable. Do you golf off screen?
9: Uh, when I was younger, I did back in my thirties. Uh, and uh, of course now I'm quite old, um, but it was perfect because I did, golf when I was young so I was in the movie I play a a person who has not golfed since he was young 35 it's the last time he golfed and um, he now is in his 70s late 60s early 70s and and uh, he hasn't touched a golf club since the last time he played when he was 30 in his 30s so and just like me and so if you were we were kind of rusty so it doesn't look like, um, you know, I'm, I've been playing every day for, you know, 50 years. But uh, it does look like I, I knew how to play once. And uh, now I'm, I took it up again and, and I have to play it again. And it's a very difficult sport. I'll tell you, it's one of the most beautiful sports I've ever played. But, boy, is it hard, really hard. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, I will say that, uh, so I, I, I felt real natural in the park because I was playing a person who hadn't played golf in many, many years and had to train to play golf. And so you see me training and the training helped me, but I also trained to hit thousands of golf balls before I did the movie. And it was <laughs> quite great experience to get back into shape. So,
7: uh, you know, I think that was great the way you just told us about your golf experiences, but on the topic of golfing, you know, of all the things that God could ask of Joe, why do you think he wanted him to win this golf tournament?
9: I think it had a lot to do with the character. Now the character is one who, at, when he was young, was, a, was destined to be a professional golfer. And he was just about ready to go into the professional leagues and be brought up into that, that status when he broke, mentally broke, and couldn't play anymore. And so he stopped it, so he stopped his own dream. And instead of pushing through and coming back and understanding himself, he couldn't do it. He lost it and so he hadn't touched it. So when God comes to him and trying to teach him to have faith and to teach him to have an understanding of himself and reestablish himself as a strong person who wants to live, who wants to give, who wants to help others then you have to uh, start at the very beginning. And so he he was perfect. I mean, see, for those people who, who may not have a chance to see it, or maybe will see it if, if they hear us talking about it like this, it deals with a man who's lost his faith and has no hope. And then uh, a messenger of God comes to talk with him. And that's George Lopez. Now, if you don't know who George Lopez is, you can look him up. But he's a pretty funny guy. He's a wonderful comedian. And, uh, and so, and George and I go back 50 years. We've been friends forever. And, uh, but he, uh, he comes as a messenger. I don't know he's a messenger until he tells me, Hey, yeah, I'm a messenger from God. And I say, all right, great. Yeah, okay. Because at this point, when I meet him, I don't have any faith. So I don't have any belief in God or anybody. You know, it's, forget it. Uh, I don't even have faith in myself. So, you know, I'm having trouble getting up in the morning. So um, so that being said, that's where the story, how it it moves itself, moves around. And then Mark Medoff, who's a brilliant writer, uh, wrote some extraordinary scenes and beautiful scenes and human uh, scenes that just make you feel so alive and so thankful that you saw the movie. This is one of those movies where you come out and say, wow, I'm glad I saw this one. (laughs)
10: I
7: definitely agree, and I, you know, I know we have to wrap up soon, but I agree on the message that that God was saying, you know, you need to follow your dream, and just because life goes on, you know, or just because their life didn't go on, doesn't mean that you need to stop living. It's like you
9: need to keep fulfilling
7: your dreams.
9: Just the opposite, Nelson. Just the opposite. That you have to really understand that you have to live for them. You have to keep them in your memory, move them forward, and continue to to be and and celebrate them not mourn them but celebrate them and uh, that's what we can do with those that have come before us and or have left before us Um, we keep them with us all the time and so therefore it becomes a total strength in character
7: Thanks so much to Mr. Edward James Olmos for joining us today to talk about the upcoming film, Walking with Herb, which premieres April 30th for a three-night event in theaters through Fathom Events. I'm Allison Buck. And I'm Samantha Belford. Be sure to
6: subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss one of our, or our amazing teammates,
1: reviews and interviews. Bye! Let's take a break. I'm Tian from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Live from Mount Olympus, from Tracks.
8: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been listening to Sammy and Allison's interview with Edward Jane Almos from Walking with Herb. Next up, we will be talking with Ishan about Do Good. How are you today?
2: Good. How are you, Tiana?
1: I'm doing great. So just from the title of this film, it seems pretty good. So what is Do Good about?
2: So Do Good is a pretty... It's it's an impactful story for sure. It's, a, it's both heartbreaking and um, heartwarming in how it portrays um, the aftermath of hurricanes that have hit Louisiana. Um, both Hurricanes Laura and Delta hit um, Louisiana and Gulf states, Um, in the past year during the pandemic. And so basically, uh, this show goes into the impact, the very human aspect of the impact. So it actually goes into stories about people who've been displaced, who've had their homes destroyed, and how charitable organizations in the area are helping them get back their lives or recover from these disasters.
1: Yeah, and I can definitely tell why you said it's like very heartbreaking and heartwarming. You never really get a film that has a mix of both.
2: Yeah, that's true. And uh, what's great about this, so Do Good is a YouTube show, actually, and um, once the series reaches the monetization requirements that are, uh, you know, there on the platform, those funds will go directly to the organizations that are featured in the series. So depending on how many people subscribe, how many people like the videos, and how many people view the videos, that amount of money will be donated to each organization that's featured.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing.
2: Yeah, it's really great.
1: So what did you like the most about this show?
2: Honestly, the storytelling is so impactful. I feel like, um, so it's the brainchild of two veterans, actually, Justin Roberts and Hank Barbie, who they came back from serving in Afghanistan, and they said that they wanted to pay back their community. And, you know, what better way during a pandemic than to focus on, you know, a, a very human element of life, especially in these states like Louisiana and the other Gulf states, uh, then by focusing on a human element of the of um, the experience, and so I really loved that how they how they portray. For example, there's a there's a lady, a 92 year old hurricane survivor who has been living in her Jeep. Her name is Christine, and wow. it goes through how she's been surviving in that Jeep. First of all, you know, for the x amount of days that she's been in there, and then how she's being helped by organizations to get out of this situation and her backstory which I found really interesting and it's honestly like you will be moved for sure by the by the way they create the they weave their story
1: wow that sounds like an interesting story definitely have to check that out for sure what did you find most interesting about the film that made you want to watch it
2: so when I was just looking at the trailer uh, when I was set the, the the brief screener, I saw the the style of filming is very different from what you normally see in documentaries where there's more interjections from the uh, from the the person who's filming from the people who are interviewing uh, so the two veterans they they tend to stick in their comments in certain places to give context and different things. And I feel like that also smooths out the storytelling. I mean, you could make the argument that it detracts from it a bit, but of course, that's that's um, you know debatable. I like that it helps um, the story move along in a lot of ways. Where like um, one of the two veterans will be like, "Okay, this is what actually happened, and here's the clip that you're about to see. This is some context about it. That was helpful."
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like it is a documentary, but also it's like a show where they're like narrating the story. Right. Cool. So is there anything that you felt like a personal connection to in the film?
2: So I'm from Texas and uh, I'm from the part of Texas, which we get a bunch of hurricanes and from Houston. So we get We got Hurricane Harvey. We got tons in the past, um, just in the past few years. And so definitely the the sort of hurricane destruction, like we, we read about it on the news and things like that. And I mean, we've known people who've been impacted by these hurricanes Although nothing to the extent of what's happened in Louisiana, because that's always the worst impacted state. But yeah, definitely um, the sort of, I mean, any natural disaster in some capacity, uh, I think we all can relate to because we all live in areas which have been impacted by at least one natural disaster at one time in history.
1: Right. Yeah. So lastly, what age recommendation and star rating do you have for a do good?
2: All right. So I give Do good 5 out of 5 stars and I recommend it for ages 12 to 18 plus adults. Honestly, there's nothing in it that is limiting to that age range, but just the the content of it where they talk about, you know, the, the destroyed homes and things might right. be, you know, uh, better for like tweens to teens.
1: Yeah, so like I said before, it definitely has an interesting plot, interesting storyline. I definitely want to check it out from what you said. So thank you so much for talking with me today.
2: Thanks, Tiana. It was great.
1: Thanks. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we will be talking with Ishan, Catherine, and Evelyn about Gigantic Stories Season 1, Volume 2, Sammy and Allison about Walking with Herb, and listen to their interview with Ev- Edward Dame Almost. We will talk to Eshan about Do Good. And we will talk to Sinai Rain, Eshan, Alma, Kyla, and Avalon about Live from Mount Olympus. And listen to Eshan's interview with Divine Garland and Christina Liberis from Live from Mount Olympus. Right now, we are going to talk to Sinai Rain, Eshan, Alma, Ky- and Kyla, and Avalon about Live from Mount Olympus. How are you guys doing today? Great, how are you?
10: I'm good. Yeah, how
1: are you? I'm doing good, super pumped up and ready.
10: Mm-hmm.
3: So, let's
1: start with you, Sinai Rain. What is Live from Mount Olympus about? So,
10: Live from Mount Olympus is basically about Perseus, a demigod, which is a mortal, which is basically a human being, and a god or goddess from, of course, Mount Olympus, you know, the Greek myths and all that. And it's about right. his adventure. Um, to figuring out the rest of his life because his whole life was basically a lie, and he wasn't told the full story.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a very interesting plot that will definitely want to keep you listening. Definitely. So Alma, what did you most enjoy about Live from Mount Olympus?
11: Uh, I okay, I really, 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 really love Greek mythology so that aspect of the podcast i really enjoyed i also enjoyed um how it was hermes uh the god of messengers and travelers uh, narrating the show and that was really nice because it sort of gave a different vibe to it because the books they're all in third person
1: Oh, wow, that sounds really cool. And know uh, I'm also someone who knows like about the Greek mythology, and I think the stories are pretty interesting too. That's really cool. cool. Isha, what did you learn from watching or from listening to this?
2: No, I mean as she said, definitely the, the perspective of Perseus is very interesting. It's it goes a lot off of, you know, what we know from Greek myths, and I'm also a pretty big mythology buff. But it was really interesting to see it portrayed in Perseus' perspective. And also, I love the modern twist that was kind of to it, um, where he doesn't speak in a very sort of um, archaic manner, even though the people around him do. Perseus is very unique in the sense that he has uh, such a a unique narratorial voice. He's he's quite modern. And I actually had the chance to speak with um, Divine, which you all are going to hear coming up. But uh, Divine voiced Perseus, and he said this was an intentional thing that he did to help draw um, a contrast between Perseus and the other characters and to help further the storytelling. So yeah, definitely that was a, that was a major part of what struck me.
1: Yeah, that sounds really cool. So Avalyn, what made you want to even listen to this podcast?
5: Um, Well, I really like tons of different mythologies, but one of my favorites is definitely Greek mythology. So when I heard it was like a, podcast like based on Greek mythology I was like I want to listen to this because I've heard like the myths and stuff and I thought it would be really fun to like listen to them like narrated with like a bunch of different voices and people voicing them
1: yeah that does sound really cool and I know both you and Alma had kind of talked about how you guys were into it so I'm sure that's kind of like what help draw you to it definitely So would you recommend this to someone else? Why or why not?
5: Um, I think I would, uh, I really like it. It's just, it's, if you, especially if you're into any mythologies but especially Greek mythology, I would definitely recommend it to watch or to listen to. Okay.
1: What about you Ishan?
2: definitely it's a it's it's a great show um and uh it's it's a great podcast to just listen to in your free time and um you 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 get a lot of knowledge and it's also a really unique take
1: oh uh what would you say sanirene
10: i think basically what everyone said it's a really good podcast and again like greek mythology is like a really cool like subject just to go over in general and I was actually going over in school while I was reviewing this podcast so that was pretty cool but I just think that in general this show is like really really creative because for one person to take Greek mythology as itself and then just put it into a podcast with different characters and people who we already know but also new characters and you kind of get to feel how Percy Perseus feels and yeah it's just really cool.
1: Yeah, it sounds really cool. And lastly, Alma, what age recommendation and star rating would you give this film?
11: Um, well, I recommend it for ages four to 18, but I also think adults can enjoy it. Um, I chose this age recommendation because I have two younger brothers. One of them is a five-year-old and uh he loved the podcast too. Like he wouldn't let me listen to it unless he was there too. And uh I rate it four point five out of five stars. It's really engaging. I love it.
1: Yeah, sounds really engaging. I mean, like I said, I also do love the Greek mythology mythology thing. So I will definitely check it out. And thank you all for speaking with me today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Let's take a break. I'm Tian from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Live from Mount Olympus from tracks
8: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hello everyone and welcome back.
1: I'm your host Tiana from Delaware and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Sanaya, Rain, Ishan, Alma, Kyla, and Evelyn about Live from Mount Olympus. Next up, we will be listening to Isha's interview with Divine Garland and Christina Liberis from Live from Mount Olympus.
2: Hi there, I'm Isha Anvani reporting for Kids First. Today, I'm super excited to speak with Christina Liberis and Divine Garland, who play Perseus and Andromeda, respectively in life from mount olympus an anastas foundation and tracks podcast christina liberis started performing at a young age when she joined a dance group through her elementary school she attended the urban uh, the urban assembly school for the arts where she began acting through an after school program divine garland began his performance training at the urban assembly school as well although he pursued dance in college divine worked closely with the epic theater ensemble on various projects Thanks so much, both of you all, for taking the time to speak with me.
9: Thank you
12: for having us. Exciting. excited having us. (laughs) Can't wait to get to the questions.
2: Yeah, and Divine, we're going to start with you, so you get there quicker. (laughs) So, as the protagonist of the podcast, how did you kind of successfully balance the integrity of a pretty well-known character, Perseus, while also portraying him in a bit of a more modern light?
12: Um. Hmm. I think that I really just connected with Perseus being, like, new to everything. I think that was the connection between us to where I was able to add uh, a bit more modern context, like, with the language. If you notice, like, he speaks regular versus everyone else around him speaks with this more regal has, has this presence. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought that I... It was great to keep those exchanges because it shows how um relatable he is being like new to everything and learning i thought that everyone would be able to connect with that so yeah that was that was how
2: that's awesome yeah absolutely that's perfect. I think uh, you did a really great job of that on the on the podcast. I feel like it doesn't go too, I guess, archaic. And at the same time, it, it, it maintains the integrity of the of, of the character as well. All right. So, Christina, what was the recording process like for Mount, uh, life for Mount Olympus?
3: Um, it was really different. You know, I wasn't really expecting everything to be recorded on our phones. But, you know, due to COVID, we have to make do with what we have. So uh, we would record uh, our lines on on our phones, and we would be over Zoom doing the lines and everything, and I'm like, I don't know how this is going to come out, but I hope and I pray that it comes out well, and I uh, remember they sent us an email of, like, the first episode that they did before releasing it, you know, and I heard, I was like, hold on, this sounds really great like yes the sound effects the voice acting everything it just came to life I was like I can't wait for everybody to listen to this this is really amazing so um it was hard at first you know uh it was pretty rowdy at first you know I had to tell the family to be quiet so uh they wouldn't get on the recording and everything but once all that settled down and we really got into the lines and uh, got into the acting. It, it was pretty seamless. It was really easy. It was really fun. And I had a great time doing it. But,
2: yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. I think um, podcasting is one thing that, I mean, it's had to go through a lot of adaptation for the pandemic. But what's yeah. great is that it's, it's, an, it's a form that can really thrive in all settings uh, because it's it's more audio-based. Uh, so that's, that's a gr- great point.
1: You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking with Eshawn, Catherine, and Avalyn about Gigantosaurus Season 1, Volume 2. Sammy and Allison about Walking with Herb and listening to their interview with Edward James Almost, We will talk to Eshawn about Do Good and talk to Sanaa, Irene, Eshawn, Alma, Kyla, and Avalyn about Live from Mount Olympus. And listen to Eshawn's interview with Divine Garland and Christina Liberis from Live from Mount Olympus. Right now, we will continue listening to Eshine's interview with Divine Garland and Christina Liberis from Live from Mount Olympus.
2: All right. So, Divine, what was your process of getting into character as Perseus?
12: Hmm. Getting into character as Perseus, I think the writing helped a lot. Um, the writers did such a great job of. Uh, creating like the statuses between characters. They did a really great job of setting that tone for Perseus and like the role. Um, Also, a lot of work from with Jalen and uh, (laughs) he has this um, thing where he does like these Instagram filters. And so like (laughs) acting, he's like, uh, uh, put on this Instagram filter, put on that Instagram filter. And like that really motivated me and inspired me to uh, really get what I needed from the scene, so shout out to Jalen Livingston <laughs> because he really pulled a lot out of me to get a, a lot of what you hear from Perseus.
2: That's wonderful, and it's great to hear that you've had that uh, support structure as well. You know, yes. uh, as you're as you're trying to get into character, because Perseus pretty is pretty distinctive in the way that uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he he just acts in a in a lot of ways, and I think he's yes. he's relatable to a lot of people as well. So I think that's that's great so uh, Christina what was your process and maybe what was the most challenging part uh, of getting into character as Andromeda
3: um, I don't really okay so I wouldn't really say it was challenging getting into Andromeda because uh, I'm not really sure if I remember but uh, f- they brought up from the stories that Andromeda was always brought up but she was never really developed in the story. So the writers decided to bring Andromeda to life. And so that I felt like that gave me the freedom to really like put a spin on who I think Andromeda really was. And it was really fun being able to like really switch it up and uh, see what works. (laughs) And it was really fun doing that. It really gave me,
9: you
3: know, a lot of uh, options to work with.
2: Yeah, actually, I find it really interesting. I think we have a contrast right here where um, Divine's character, where Perseus is a bit more, I think, set in stone in terms of uh, the writing and in terms of the mythology. Yeah. And Andromeda is a bit more up to interpretation. And like uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, creative freedom uh, that's involved there. Um, Alright, so um, Divine Perseus, as we've established, is a pretty distinctive character, and you've uh, recorded a lot of episodes of Life from Mount Olympus. So, did you find yourself picking things up from his character, like lessons he learned, traits, or anything else, and applying them to your own life?
12: Yes. um, There was a conversation that Christina and I had about uh, fate, and Uh, With Perseus, he has you like throughout the story, you see that he has a hard time accepting fate and and, like he rejects just walking into like like fully walking into into and embodying who he's supposed to be. And I think like the main lesson is like you just have to step in it. Like, that feeling that you have inside, what you really, really want to do. Like, yeah, you can, like, for me, yeah, you can get a 9 to 5. Yeah, you can work this, work that. But what is that thing that's really inside that you really want to do? Like, that's calling you and, like, you're kind of, like, uh, not feeling yourself because you know, like, there's something that you truly want to do. Just let that out. And I think that's the main lesson I've taken from, like, my journey with Perseus is, like, You got to just step in it. That feeling, you just have to step in it. Like if it's, if you see all of the signs are pointing into that direction, go, go take that chance. Take that leap because uh, what's the best part is like knowing, like not knowing what's going to be next, you know? And so, yeah, that was something that I really took home with Perseus.
2: I really love that we've gone down this path in the conversation. And actually I have one question for you which is um, yeah. you know would you say that was your biggest takeaway from um, acting as Perseus or or uh, voicing Perseus or what would you say your biggest sort of lesson was?
12: My biggest lesson? Yeah, no. I would I would definitely say that was my biggest lesson even in the in this process of auditioning for the role like, I haven't um, done a gig in a while, and this opportunity just popped up. And at first, like, when I saw the names, like, Andre De Shields, like, I was like, whoa, like, is this even meant for me? Like, what's going on? Like, what is this sign? And I, I was even talking to my mom, and she was like, why wouldn't you do it? And then my mentor, Melissa Friedman, she's like, go for it. Like, this, you know, y- you would be great for it. And so... I just really had to accept it, you know, and audition for it and hope for the best. And look, I got to, you know, play voice Perseus and here now. So, yeah, that's definitely the biggest lesson that I would take from Perseus. And if you're listening, you should take that from Perseus as well. Like do, do, do it, do it, you know, everything that's pointing in those direction, in that direction, do it, do it. Because Absolutely. You're going to regret it if you don't.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Christina, can you share with us anything that you've learned from working on Mount Olympus, whether it's like developing your character as Andromeda or anything else?
3: Um, I'm just thinking back to one of the scenes where uh, Andromeda and Perseus were talking right after the incident with his grandfather, uh, with the discus. And uh, it was really that and- Andromeda was really being a supportive figure. She was really being a, a, a Perseus's backbone, you know, and me being the person that I am, I'm not really, I wouldn't say that I'm not a supportive person because I'm very supportive, <laughs> but I'm always, but you know, that's uh, the way where she was just not taking the lead, just giving, in, giving advice when, when it's needed, you know? Uh, that's something that I took away. It's, it's learning how to step back and uh, giving that person the the breathing space that they need and the time that they need uh, to get through whatever they need to get through. And if they need me, I'm here, you know? Mm. Uh, so, yeah.
2: Absolutely. So thank you so much, both of y'all, Divine and Christina, for speaking with me today. You can oh, listen you. to Life from Mount Olympus on tracks.fm right now. I'm Ishaan Mani reporting for Kids First, signing off. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel and turn on notifications by ringing the bell, so you don't miss our next interview or those of our amazing Kids First teammates.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on press for kids KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Live from Mount Olympus from Tracks. I'm Tiana from Delaware reporting
0: for Kids First. Bye!